<laughs> Holy shit. Take two. Let's get that 20 minutes of our life back. Hey, good news is I know exactly what I said. Fuck you. Did you enjoy the search for the perfect rental on the new release wall? Were you nervous about the late fees and forgetting to rewind? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Mike and Anthony's Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. You cannot cross the line. (laughs) Bring our take on TV, movies, and all pop culture from the 80s, 90s, and beyond. If you want all things Soda Pop Culture Club, go to sodapopcultureclub.com. There you can see our episode schedule, contact us, and make movie suggestions. We also encourage you to become a subscriber or follow the podcast on whatever platform you may have found us on. And please share with your friends so they too can reminisce in the movies of the past. Additionally, it would be super awesome if you followed our Instagram at Mike and Anthony. Plus, don't forget to rate the show on Apple Podcasts and leave us some comments as well. Are you ready to do this, Anthony? I am ready. <laughs> and do you want to tell them why? I'm going to tell them deja vu like a motherfucker right now. Let me just be real with everybody for a second as you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> we were 20 minutes deep into this episode already. And yep. Donkey Kong Jr. over here forgot to hit record. <laughs> so that's why he's a little hey, slap happy you know. right now. Because fucking up makes him laugh. <laughs> Losing 20 minutes of okay, my life so, does not you know, make me laugh. But anywho, what we're doing uh, again. Again. But is, I remember I had that thing I talked about first. There was a thing I said. Just mm-hmm. want to let everybody know. When Anthony in a previous episode in Training Spaces compared Pretty Woman and, and, and that movie based on their reviews on which one of them had a naked hooker and which one did not. Right. If you go to our Instagram, I have a clothed hooker and a naked hooker. Or not naked, but you know what I mean. And if you look, one of them is performing quite better than the other one, the the clothed one. So just yeah. uh, follow our Instagram. You'll see interesting things. Okay. Hey, <laughs> go let's, ahead. Just, let's just get this out in the open. Guys click with their dick. Okay. That's how, that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> hey, okay. And, and some ladies do too. That's why so. we're getting the likes. <laughs> okay. So again, um, for the second fucking time, not that you guys are aware of that, except until I told you, but for us, this is the second time doing this. 2001. Is it all fate and random chance, or is there more meaning? Who the hell knows, but we will find out. John Cusack is looking for a book. Sarah is looking for five bucks. Will they find it and each other again? Who knows? That's like kind of with us having to do this whole segment again. It's fate. It's fate. <laughs> no, John Cusack. If he finds his lost love, then he gets Kate Beckinsale. If he doesn't, Bridget Moynihan is his consolation prize. Really must suck to be him. Anywho. Yeah. 
John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale, Molly Shannon, Jeremy Piven, Bridget Moynihan, Eugene Levy, Serendipity. Yay! Yes. That's like your 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 dad saying, I couldn't get the Ferrari, son, but here's a Porsche. Exactly. You know. So um, just I mean, to uh, give everybody this, we're going to skip this because, as I said, we've already done this segment except for Monkey Dick not hitting record. So just so as you know, okay? Yeah. What did we have? Critic score? The, well, the budget. The, Let's go over the budget. The budget million. is... The gross uh, was $77.5 million. Yeah. The critic score, do you remember that one? 69. No, or 59. 59. Audience was and the, 79. You got it right. Okay. You got it right. All right. Yeah. So, so we I, can't yeah, beat that I, game because he ruined I, it. I fucked it up, people. If you can, you can message it and say that I'm, I'm a fuck up. I don't mind. You can tell me how bad I am. Seriously, do you sometimes get in your car and start pushing the pedals and forget that you didn't start it? Because that's what this feels no. like. No. Do you remember... Why won't this do you car remember go? Uh, <laughs> this S cargo? I type S on the Big side of it. S then I do that. <laughs> oh. But no, uh, I'm like Cameron in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I get in my car and just start beating the thing and I get out because I just forget why I'm there. Or I'm angry at something. So anyways, are you ready for this? Are you ready for me to start this? I'm so ready. I was ready the first time. Yeah, you were. All right. Uh, During the Christmas season in New York City, Jonathan Traeger encounters Sarah Thomas at Bloomingdale's while they attempt to buy the same pair of black cashmere gloves. While they are both in relationships, a mutual attraction leads to them sharing dessert at Serendipity 3. Sarah reveals her opinion that fate determines many of her decisions in life. They encounter each other again when they both have to return to the restaurant to retrieve things that they have left behind. Considering this to be fate, they spend more time together. And just after they exchange phone numbers, Sarah's gets blown into the wind. She interprets this as a bad omen. So instead suggests alternative ways to put their numbers out into the universe. Sarah tells Jonathan to write his name and phone number on a $5 bill, which she gives to a street vendor to buy some certs. She then writes her name inside a book, which she tells John she will sell the next day to a used bookstore. If either one finds the other's items, he or she can contact the other person, then it means they are meant to be together. Yes. All right. So, do you, believe you know, we have already done this once, but then right. I just had a thought pop into my head. I just had a thought bubble pop into my head. So, she says they're meant to be together if they find their things, because she's all the right. fatey fate person. Yeah. What if someone else gets that and calls her? Is that fate that she should go out with them? No, that's well. Stalker. Why not? I mean, that's, that's fate. Stalker. It went out into the world. They mm, well, maybe she would. I'm I not, don't know. I don't know. I don't make would the you, fucking rules here. If you if you bought a book and it had somebody's phone number in it, would you call that number? It depends on where I bought it and if the and and how weird I was feeling that day, or if it said <laughs> for for a good fuck call <laughs> for fisting call and then they changed it for a good buick um for a good buick so one thing here i gotta point out you said they have dessert which is their coffee drinks oh the yeah frozen fucking coffee drinks they had holy shit do you know what it is that's i'm just saying looking at it i'm like that's your calories for like a week in that thing (laughs) right uh oh who you are not me not that's you like not you i know that's like brunch that's like tomorrow but um but no what that is uh, what serendipity three is famous for is something called frozen hot chocolate 
that's what that is. It's actually not coffee. It's yeah. it's pure sugar madness. Right. But I want it. I would. I you know that's the only reason I'd want to visit you this time of year is to go, to go there, there and get that. Yeah, yeah. I would like to share one with you. Maybe I still want to go. Serendipity table or the um, what's my one fine day? I like that movie too. They shot something there. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go there and get my rom com moment. You know, that's what I'm looking for. With me. Is that with what you Adam. would want? With you. With you. Man, no, it's not what I want. I want to go there by myself. And then we can walk over to the Rockefeller Plaza. And send and you a picture. Check out. The- like, look what I got. <laughs> oh, man. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. No, I'll um, send you a picture I- of a $5 bill that says, fuck off. <laughs> for a good time. Five, 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 fuck off. Five, five, five. That's good. That's a good one. On a five dollar bill and make one of the five dollar be one of the fives. Ooh. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm good at that. Um, so the premise of fate, I'm not a big fan of, like the whole fate thing. Like, and we talked about this already, but I'll say it again. I it makes me mad the elevator scene because I you think I know what you think, but I think she could have waited longer because that's a big that's an elevator in a big building. You've got to give it time. I and I just don't think she waited long enough. She wasn't committed to actually. To me, I think she was wanting it to be more flippant. I well, no. I think there's some romanticism in her fate thing. I think she looks for some sort of romanticism. That's yeah. She's looking for a sign, and I think you have to think about it. You went up the elevator to the floor you went to. You so you take how long it took you to get there, <laughs> and she obviously waited longer than that. And at that point, you're like. Yeah, they picked the wrong floor. She waited for a while. Yeah, she waited for a while. I mean, she could have waited there and told him, "Hey, you weren't fast enough." Bye. Oh yeah, there you go. End of movie. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm out of here. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, but I, I would feel regret. I mean, that like, I mean, you have to feel. And but she also. The thing is, they both have felt that regret their whole lives. It was what we learn on later on. So to me, it's so strange that like they're right there. <laughs> Just I know that doesn't make a movie, but damn, man. Life, don't make it complicated. They're right there. If you like them, go be with them. Carpe like, these notes. That's how that's your thought. I get it. But then also, <laughs> and we do have touch. I'm sorry. Just uh when he's riding up and down the elevator, you got the stupid fucking kid dressed as a devil. Oh, Junior from Problem Child, complete ripoff. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, yeah, the the dude and his dad, they're, they're kind of pricks. In he's my dressed opinion. as that's, the devil during Christmas time. That's a sign. Of that's what? a sign. Maybe he was that's in a like sign. the devil maybe, hit all those floors. <laughs> maybe he was in like a school play or something. Oh, fuck him. What what play would you be in that time I don't of year? Know. As the devil? <laughs> As the devil. Oh, and, and you know, the Christmas most Christmassy thing about this movie is the beginning, by the way. I just want to throw that out to you. Oh, this yeah. is where the most Christmas things happen. After that, it's literally nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. It's Christmas movie. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Are you ready to go on to the next one? Yeah. Okay, so... Now we here we are. Fast forward uh, a few years later. Jonathan is in New York City getting engaged to Hallie Buchanan. On the same day, Sarah is in San Francisco and comes home to find her boyfriend Lars Hammond proposing to her. 
with a teeny little ring wrapped in 47 big boxes. Cold feet ensues and their respective wedding as their respective wedding dates approach, they start their attempt to reconnect. Yes. This is where we see the engagement party. That's where we pick back up with Jonathan. Um, yes. And, and I'm just going to say that his fiance there is a gem. I would not, I don't know why he needed to find the old one. I mean, she seems like she's just a wonderful person in this movie, in my opinion. Bridget Moynihan. Oh my gosh. Not just the who it is and how she looks, but the character itself in the, in the movie is a nice yeah. person. And a good that, person. Hey, I'm going to wait up for you and pretend we just got over a big fight. We're going to have makeup sex. Yes. What? Damn. <laughs> oh, great movie. <laughs> oh, she's a nice person. But so I want to know. You're thinking great movie, but I want to see the other version of this movie. I want to see what yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So, uh, but at that engagement thing, I hope that Jeremy Piven's speech, I, I, I was all in this, was all script, like, like, I hope that that was written that way, because that's very clever, pretty good work. Speech. I like his speech. At it was the, good, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very funny. I don't know if he's an ad-libber or not. She's Some kind of these woman, movies we... Yeah. She's the kind of woman everyone dreams of. And I think at one point or another, we all have. <laughs> yeah, he's just... I, I don't know if he's ad-libbing that, or if it's... that. I couldn't find anything that said that, yeah. but just to give you that, I didn't get any facts on that. But he he was pretty good at that. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of a cool one, but the, but the gem here, obviously in the scene is the fucked up proposal by Lars, the, I mean, the whole rose, like, it, it's just so, I don't know, cliche. I don't know if it's cliche, it's very but cliche. Um, but I got, here's my thing. <laughs> the one thing with that whole proposal, you go to all that trouble, you do the flowers, everywhere the giant boxes wrapping all that you went to all that trouble and you couldn't figure out your fiance potential fiance's ring size yeah he well he's you know he's an artist and i use that term loosely yes yeah um, <laughs> he's an artist and he's very self-absorbed it seems and he's involved in, into himself a lot yes. so my thing is is i don't think he views her the same way that that a Jonathan would like he views her more like as a possession in the orbit of his life. Yeah. Than having to know every intimate detail. Absolutely. You know? That's kind of how I see it. Seriously. Yeah. Got the ring like three uh, sizes too small. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it was uh, I don't I thought and here's me. I thought you wouldn't like it because of how messy it was. Oh, that too. Don't get me started on that. Trust me. I'm like, oh man, somebody's got to clean all that shit up. And you wonder yeah, too, yeah. you say he's so self-involved. You wonder if she ended up cleaning up her own proposal mess. Do you think she oh, ended up having fuck. to sweep everything up? Oh yeah. Cause you know, he got called away by his manager. He had to go play a gig. He had to go. Yeah. You name it. Shoot another video. You name it. Shoot it. Well, fuck that. We'll get into that later. Tell him about the feast. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it is in this section. Actually, I ha it did happen in this section um, between this and the next section we talk about. So he does do the video there. And that's a fucking acid trip or something. Oh a Viking acid trip is what I called it. What the fuck is that? He is like, <laughs> he, 
<laughs> he is like this incarnation of Yanni and Kenny G. Uh, yeah, on acid. Like, right. <laughs> like, like and, fucking... and it's not good. And you, but he, but he apparently has money from doing this. Like, well, uh, later on though, his tour gets canceled and he ends up having issues. So I don't know. I think he had potential income at that point. I don't know if he had a lot at that moment, uh, but he had oh, a lot he, of potential he, income. Oh, he did. Did you see the plate, their house? Dude had money. I thought that was hers. I thought that he was had hers. money. No, I think I was says he had money. Yeah. Well, I don't he know. He plays how, in hookah honestly. bars. I don't right. know. Yeah. He plays in hookah bars. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He makes all of his money from videos, apparently. All from music acid videos. Trip. Viking acid trip. Viking acid trip. Uh, but but after their proposals, though, then they start getting, well, at least he starts getting all those signs. You know, he starts hearing Sarah's everywhere. You know, Sarah's smile. You know, the Sarah Bike thing. Bike messenger. The other day, yes. Bike messenger. Sarah, mar- smile. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't sing for shit. That's good stuff. He sings like me. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, you know, he gets, but that gets him to want to go look for her again one last time. And I like the Godfather 2 explanation. Did you like that? Like, you know, the Godfather's yeah. great, but a lot of people think Godfather 2's better. Maybe <laughs> even better than the original. But yeah, you have to see the original to appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> but it, but Haley, or Hallie, is that how you say Haley? I don't know. Um, I like her so much. She's so nice. Like she is her own godfather. You know, that's I don't know. She's a good person. Um, so Hallie. yeah. Hallie. Hallie, is that how you say it? Hallie? Mm-hmm. I wanted you to correct me, but you didn't. I just wanted you to drown for a second. Oh, well, I could cut this any way I want, so good luck. Oh, at least you're recording it, so you can cut it. <laughs> Oh, but here's the thing. A um, couple things I want to go into. Um, the the signs, like that. That's what they're getting. Obviously, the fate and the signs. So he gets the smiles, and then the charge receipt. He finds that that's a big deal. In and glove. in her, it's more like the the cool hand Luke sign, pretty much. Like she goes and yes. looks on the, in the thing, and that's what she's so. So yeah, so they get all their signs, and that's what starts us on the rest of the movie. But before we go to that, I do want to say, um, well, we're gonna, you want to talk about Eugene Levy, don't you? You want to talk about him because love, um, love me some Eugene Levy. And this, yeah, in this scene when they bring the charger, see, he is he is the master of extortion. I mean, yes. good salesmanship. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's what that is, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's good salesmanship sir well we have a purple tie what would go with purple tie and that's funny like <laughs> seriously if he's getting extorted that's fine but really you could have picked out so much other shit you had to go with a full purple suit <laughs> I, hey you know what i maybe that's the ridiculousness of it and somehow later on maybe that'll be his wedding outfit we don't know we don't get that far so maybe he's gonna wear a purple velvet suit <laughs> yes, he's going to get married at Paisley Park. But no, that's where he does the don't cross the line. You know, you cross I, the I, line. I, I think you. what's great about his character in this is he carries this thing so much in the scenes he's in. It's amazing. Yes. Like he's barely in the movie, but when he is, it's gold. It is. 
without a doubt. It is gold. It is gold. This movie. Now, what's not gold, and I just want to say this, is I want to get back to the acid trip video. Yeah. What I don't understand is when they're sitting there talking about the video, the video is already shot. Why is he asking so many fucking questions? He was in the video. He knows what they shot when he was there. Why is he having he, questions about what he already fucking did? He knows what they shot, but he didn't know how it was put together. That's different. He didn't know how it was edited. Whatever. He You're has shooting. to know. No, he doesn't. You're all those people walking you're towards shooting. him when he's singing the music, playing you're the music shooting. thing. No, you're shooting all this shit, all these different scenes. You don't know what the final cut's going to look like. I'll, you know what? You're right. That is uh, somehow they shoot movies out of sequence. They do. Sometimes they do it by yeah. location and out of sequence. See? So I'll give you that. So maybe his video was shot the same way. Right. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on. Your turn to read. Good. Okay. Is it my turn? I no, it's not. Turn. It's <laughs> your my turn. turn. But fuck you. I'll read anyways. <laughs> Sarah flies to New York City, and after her friend Eve persuades her to give up the chase, they go to serendipity. The $5 bill given to Eve in change has Jonathan's contact information, although it takes a while for Sarah to find it. Meanwhile, Jonathan gets, as a gift from Hallie, on the night of the wedding rehearsal, the copy of Love in the Time of Cholera that has Sarah's phone number. And he and his friend Dean fly to San Francisco to find her. Okay, so something so, with this. And you see earlier Jonathan in the movie walking by and sees the book with the street. He just vendor. looks at everyone. Yeah, he he's up. always looking at that book. So Sarah, is she not checking her change? Is she not looking at five dollar mm. bills? Obviously not. You know what I mean? She hasn't been doing that for the last several years. Every time she gets a, yeah. a five back, she's not taking a look. She may be. I mean, we don't know. We don't see that. We don't get the story on her as well right. as we do Jonathan. Even though it wasn't so. given to her. No. It was given but to her. But hers, but you got to understand, with her thing, though, with the $5 bill, that's purely by chance, meaning it will only ever get to you if it circulates back to you. While the book, like him, every time he goes to a bookstore, he has a chance he could find it because that's the only place it could be is a reseller of books. Like... So to me, that's Not why the I think her the, the the $5 bill is more ridiculous than the book, in my opinion. It's because not the only place. It, it could end up at the Goodwill. Yeah, anywhere they have books that, you, that are used. in somebody's attic that purchased it. No, that's it. it. Then you'll never find it. That's, then you should be going door to door. Can I check your attic? True, true. Um, but, I mean, the the $5 bill, to me, what's more ridiculous about that is that why would it still be in New York? You know, money circulates like it, yeah. it moves. It doesn't just sit around and the odds of it still being out there would have been like ridiculously low. I guess oh, that's the fate bullshit of the movie. It's you all know. fate. Sorry. Sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, the same thing. Hey, same thing for the book. Yeah. How'd she get her hands on that book? And it stayed in New York. She, she went, well, here's my thing. It, 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 that odds of that staying in New York are good because how popular is that book? How often does it sell? It could have been in the back room and they sold enough copies of their used one. They had to bring more out. And that was the one on top. I could see that happening more than I can see the $5 bill. You know what I could That's see happening? I, I could see her buying the book and then getting that five back and change. And then she's got both of them. <laughs> she has all the power. Yeah. And then she's be like, What's my fiance's fucking name number doing on this $5 bill? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You got some explaining to do. Oh, man. Happen. 
Wouldn't that be the weirdest thing? That would have been a weird twist in the movie where she hands him a book and $5 and says, what's this all about? You know, but how would she know the book is I know attached to the $5? That's other than, other than, well, she told her friend, you know, what's her name? The Molly Shannon character, uh, Eve. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, now Eve, to get now. Uh, oh, yeah. re- Eve though. What do you think about before they take their trip? That lady. With the candle. Oh, the fucking love oh, candle, God. that big ass. What the fuck is that? Oh, wow. I mean, you know what? I, I Here's the thing. I know places exist like this where they prey on people's hopes and fears and sell them something that makes them feel better because they're doing something but doesn't actually work for the purpose it's intended. I hate that. I hate people being preyed upon and their money being taken and their emotions played with. And that's what she's doing for a living, obviously fucking with people, in my opinion, because she doesn't believe in her own bullshit. Yeah, and but that's why. And that's that's what it is. I hate that. Somebody's going to buy that. it. You're going to sell it. And don't act like you hate that. You would do the same thing. No, no, I I'm a very um, there are some things I'm a little more militant about. And one of them is believing in stupid fake bullshit. That's one of them. OK, hold um, on, because now they're pretty consistent. You just- you just debunked this entire podcast because this is all Why? bullshit. Oh, well, no, this is not, it's just not fake though. It's my, still my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> I know, but it's such a waste of time for people and they still listen to it. The fake part We're is ruining. you. I We're am fucking genuine. Ruining. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We started this episode. Like I mentioned 20 minutes in, you didn't hit record. You took 20 minutes of my <sighs> life away. We take We're now an seven hour minutes past that. An hour to an hour and a half of people people's lives away every week. Sometimes more with our Friday releases. But you're okay with that. Yeah. Because we're good at it. At least I think so. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Uh, so anyways, let's get back to this. So they, so they get their little signs and they decide to go look for them. I like the Eugene Levy. Like we said, he comes back into this. Extremely helpful guy. <laughs> Where he smudges the name on the thing. Or or he says, no, I think he smudged it. (laughs) That's carbon paper for you. No wonder society rejected it. I love Eugene Levy. Just pure gold in this. Love that dude. Uh, Let's see. I like everything about what happens here. I like when they go to the the driving range. That's another thing I like. And the chick gets hit. Oh, Oh, well, the gum. She finds his gum. but But then Molly Shannon gets drilled in the head by golf ball. And I'm thinking right then and there, they are too casual about it. Like that to me. Well, I guess oh, yeah. now today it's like litigate, man. I'm suing <laughs> fucking a, you could have killed me. You know, I just don't get it. But overall, do you think either of them was this worth it? The, how hard they're doing this, how hard they're working, the flights, the running around, the doing the thing. Is it worth the effort they're putting in to do this? What do you mean? Is it worth it? They end up together. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, at the end, I mean, when you look at the result of the movie, you look at that as a worth. I'm talking at this point. Is it worth it? You both have people. I mean, here's what I'll say. She has someone who's far less cool than Jonathan Traeger does. Like his fiance is really genuinely a great person and he should be with her. Mm -hmm. Her Lars is that's I can get why she's working so hard. I'll give her that. (laughs) <laughs> like like uh like uh she she has to find something better yeah she does <laughs> it makes you wonder how he uh, got her in the first place yeah yeah it does it does it does make you 
Don't tell me she liked his music. We all know that's a crock of shit. No, and and before she goes out to New York, you know, she tells him, I just need some time away. Um, Because I put my keys uh, in the freezer. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, you know, she wants some time away. You know, she goes out to New York. She does her running around. Um, he does, like I said, they, and they end up getting to the point where they're both like, you know what, this isn't going to work. They both get content. And what's, and what makes it weird though, and how this movie sets up strangely is Eve is friends with Hallie, right? And yeah, Hallie meets yes. Sarah. College. Uh, yeah. And, and all that. And they get so close, they brush so close and like, she gets so close to that $5 bill that so many Eve times got his change. The gum, Every, like both said, of them, the gum. She touched his germs. Yeah. yeah, so many times. And then but then what's crazy? The, the the thing that does it is they both get content. Lars does not stay the fuck away and comes out there anyways. And he goes home and what's her name? Has a little spidey sense. She thinks she can sense he's been a little off because she's a good person mm-hmm. and cares. He's and they sense. both Yeah, and then and then she gives him his present because he wasn't there for the rehearsal. Right. And that's when Wait. we get, he, yeah, no, he was, they were at the rehearsal. What do you mean? He wasn't there for the, rehearsal. no, he didn't make it back for the dinner because he went back and he, cause he went to that place where the bridal shop was instead of the bookshop or where he, her apartment was. And then he says, I'm missing my dinner rehearsal. No, the dinner. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. He misses the rehearsal. He gets back. And and he and he gets his book from from Hallie, which is his gift, and it's the book he always. She says, "I don't know why you look at him, but you know you're always." You didn't have a copy. You, I checked. You didn't. You have didn't a have a copy. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, after he's found this contentment and he's ready to move on, he gets the one right. Like this is fate. This is fucking fate, right? This is fucking yeah. fate. Fate just fucked me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is your turn. All right. So, Jonathan sees a woman at Sarah's house who he thinks is Sarah getting banged by Lars, but it's actually Sarah's <laughs> sister, Caroline, fooling around with her long-haired boyfriend. Jonathan believes that his chasing ghost means that he does not want to marry Hallie. On board a plane to return to San Francisco, Sarah is buying a headset and finds that she has Eve's wallet that says Prado instead of Prada. Containing the $5 bill of Jonathan's information. She snatches that, then disembarks, makes her way to his apartment. His neighbors tell her about the wedding at the Waldorf Astoria, where she discovers that it has been called off at the last second. Oh my God. It has been, because when they, I mean, they go out to San Francisco after he gets that information. They actually track her down, finally. They go out there, and... You know, I could see why they would think, because they haven't seen her in a while. You would think that that dude, that woman getting banged is her by some big, strong dude. But the other thing, too, is so (laughs) um, she Sarah is like ready to barge in and be like, she's putting that wedding down. Like she was literally ready to go in guns blazing, like stop the wedding. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like. I'll give her that. You know, she had the. Yeah. At that point, if he is going through with it and getting married, it's like, who are you to stop that? Fate. It's happening. It's not fate. You barging into a wedding is not fate. No, That's I'm saying her. I'm saying 
she needs to understand that because the wedding started, that's the fate part is what I'm saying. Right. So she shouldn't have barged in. Yeah. It was, it was sad to me that the wedding got canceled. Cause like I said, I think he should have married Hallie. Um, at this point, like, I think he should have said, you know what? This, the the amount of effort you get to put into a relationship that you haven't built, you've only you only had the one thing and it had chemistry, but you haven't left the toilet seat up yet. You yeah, haven't left your toothbrush on the counter. You haven't farted in a car with them and here's made the, them pull down their windows. Here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> all kinds of shit. Here's what's going on. All right, John Cusack is Tom Brady. Kate Beckinsale is Giselle. Bridget Moynihan, yeah, still Bridget Moynihan getting screwed over unintentionally. Yeah. But intentionally. <laughs> All right. That's I what happened. You're going right with there. that. That's what happened right there. Oh man. But but she's uh but Hallie's the like I said Hallie is like the underappreciated person in this movie. No shit. Um but I want to know. Her parents, her father obviously paid for this. How expensive is a Waldorf wedding? I don't even want to know. Cuz that's the big uh is that like the, was that the uh, same one in the Ghostbusters? That big room that they that's the same did one in, thing in Coming to America. Like oh yeah, if that's where yeah, okay, <laughs> if that's where they're gonna go. Stay. I'm at the the room itself where they had right, the wedding. Right, right. I'm at the room, the wedding yes. room, the wedding room. Like it looked like the big ballroom that we've seen maybe in some other movies. So might be. Maybe you should have looked. That might shit be. Up. Maybe you should have looked it up. I, that's one asking that question. Maybe I ha- it's not a fact. That's not one of the facts I found. Okay, get right. get over yourself. Okay, my gosh, what do you? What kind of facts you want from me? Good ones. Um, good ones. And you know what's really what I really what's really interesting about this scene is how happy Sarah is that the wedding was canceled. Yeah, tears of like joy. that to her her friend's college friend just got her heart broken. Which person are you more loyal to? And it's her dick. And if she had one. Right. It's her love dick. Her love dick. Yeah. Her love dick. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, I got this one. Are you ready? The love dick. It's high noon on my sundial. Okay, go ahead. High <laughs> noon on mine. Uh, Jonathan wanders Central Park and comes upon a bench at the ice rink that has a jacket Sarah had left behind earlier. He uses the jacket for a pillow while lying in the middle of the rink. He has with him one black cashmere glove. He gazes up at the falling snow and a cashmere glove falls on his chest. He sees it as Sarah. The glove is hers. They introduce themselves to each other formally for the first time. Later, Sarah and Jonathan are at Bloomingdale's enjoying champagne on their anniversary at the same spot where they first met. Return to the scene of the crime. Scene. And a little bit more yeah. Eugene Levy at the end. What was that? A little more Eugene Levy at the end. Miss Carbon copy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is funny. He's at that table now. I don't know why he moved up to that one. Like, you know, I don't know. Is there like a depth chart here where you're allowed to move up in the yeah. world? And get Be right in well, front of the front door. Jonathan helped him meet all of his sales quotas to get to that point. Oh, yeah. He got him promoted. I can tell you right now, his <laughs> higher ups were like, Anybody that can sell that much purple in one day, they deserve a promotion. Yeah, they deserve a promotion. <laughs> oh. oh, man. that Yeah, but this is kind of a sad part 
um, in some ways and happy, I guess. Um, but him wandering around Central Park, that's kind of cliched. In my well, opinion. it is. But so my thing, the biggest thing here is, do they check the weather? Because it's snowing. She's walking around mm. getting goddamn pneumonia with no coat on. She's got to be freezing her yeah. ass off. Yeah. Like, what yeah, yeah. I mean, like it had to be. Um, here's the thing. It starts snowing. So it had to be pretty chilly earlier in the day. So another thing is, how the hell do you forget your coat when it's cold out? Well, don't poke a hole too far in that because this is your favorite movie. <laughs> Not my favorite movie, but I love this movie. I'm just saying, like, um, you have to be doing. Some I know it's day- not that thing you do, but you have to be doing some day drinking to stay warm and forget your coat. <laughs> You're right about that. All right, I, I, I will. Before, but before he starts wandering, I got a couple things. Um, his friend, uh, Paul, is that his name? I forget his name. Paul. Huh? Um, no, no. What's his friend's name? I always mess them up. I, me- I always give you the name of the guy in the Gross Point Blank. What Dean? <laughs> Dean, Dean, Dean. Dean. I called him Paul. <laughs> no, the Jeremy Piven, his character. I called him Paul because <laughs> that's from another movie. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years later. But no. <laughs> we find out earlier, we found out that his relationship is on the rocks and he's about to go in to with try Courtney. and make up with his, his wife. Courtney. And he gives... Courtney, not, and he gives this. Uh, though, gives, it's not his wife. I think so. I it's thought a, it was. Right? I don't think they are. Uh-uh. Uh, well, either way, a relation, he, a very, very significant. He's not wearing a wedding ring. I don't think so. Check that. That doesn't mean anything. I, I don't, don't wear a wedding. I ring. don't think they're married. No, because right. he. Yeah. So, but before he goes in, there's a couple things he does. He gives Jonathan an obituary, but I like when he asks him, "How do I look?" Like a jackass. I love that. And but but the the line on that is that they. Think being a jackass is putting yourself out there in an uncomfortable way. Now, the we talked about him going to the Central Park and wandering around. How long did he wander? Because this obituary, he starts reading it and yeah, it's like daytime. And when he ends, it's finished at the rink and it's like the stars are out. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Well, talk hey, about yeah, but this moving is some after, time. Hey, this is after daylight savings time, so it gets dark early. Oh, so you're saying he started at four and yes. he read that obituary, which took an hour and a half to read, and it was dark. It didn't take an hour and a half. <laughs> He's just walking around absorbing it. Oh, well, it, he finished it when he was at the rink. So he read it over eight, and, and over and again. Maybe he kept reading it. How about that? All right. And here's my thing for you. A couple things I noticed. One, why would he lay in the middle of the rink? That's my first question. Tired from all that walking. Gotta lay down. You got a bench. You could lay there. He's just. And, it, this is like this is where they had their moment, their ice skating moment. So he just wants to. Reflect. But here's the thing: Did you notice that there was no ice when he laid down, and everybody was rollerblading in the background? What the fuck is that? I thought this was supposed to be an ice rink. It just turned to winter like 20 minutes before that. <laughs> but it that just thought, snowing. I, I think they were trying to okie doke us. I think they were trying to okie doke us to make it think it was ice, but it wasn't ice. There, you could see people wearing rollerblades and going around them. That seems weird. Like I doubt it's a rollerblading park when it's not an ice rink. So I think they were trying to fake it so? out a little bit. But if you notice, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they were trying to do. Now here's the other thing: 
why does she not play for the New York Giants? Because do you know how far she would have to throw that glove from where he sees her to hit him perfectly on the fucking chest? You gotta, <laughs> yeah, I agree. You got to think that the wind caught it just right because it was a very serendipitous yeah. throw. The wind caught it. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on, dude. She's like way over. He's in the middle of the ring. She's like way over. And she like, and you see the glove hit him on the chest. He looks up and she's outside the rink pretty much like yeah. right there at the door. She believes in fate. Like, come on. Fate will take this glove all the way to you. Yeah. Yeah. It will. It did. It took it. I guess you're right. It, it, it's all fate. She throws it up in here and just, just lets it go. And if it yeah. lands on him, she stays. If it doesn't, she walks away after all that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it falls three inches short, I'm booking it. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go buy a jacket because I'm fucking cold. Three inches. If it if it hits him in the dick, I'm gone. Because <laughs> that's not where I want it. Oh man, yeah, that was an amazing toss. That's all I'm gonna say. That was an amazing toss. Um, so at the end though, too, when they're back at Bloomies, yeah, it's their anniversary. I'm just. And he's like, you yeah. me? This is the girl. I'm like, you would have thought he would have brought her by before that. Just be like, hey, just so you know. Yeah. Found her. This was the girl. You helped. Yes. Thanks. Like, Something. you know, hey. Yeah. But she abused the line. She was the one trying to get behind the, nope, this is the line. You know, I thought that was fun. Now, one thing I'll say that makes this movie kind of Christmassy is it does end with the Christmas tree on the screen, I will say that it's it Christmas does movie. end. It's a Christmas movie with one on the screen, so it does end with that. So that is your favorite movie, huh? I never said that, you stupid hmm. dingle shit. It's not my favorite movie, but I love that movie. All right, you ready? Okay, yeah, Some I'm ready. Are you ready for uh, your? Yeah, give me a moment. I'll hit the thing, and then you can go. Here you go. All right, uh, my first one, I'm probably going to steal this from you, but uh, Eugene Levy, or Levy, sorry. No, you're not stealing. Oh, he, again, not in it that much. He's a treasure. For for what he is in that movie, it is awesome. He carries it. He carries it. You're right. He cannot cross the line. uh, Yeah, his comedy, he he put the comedy in a lot of it. You know, it's romantic, and they needed him for some of the comedy, because they they had, well, they had some funny moments, not... His were, you know, our home runs. We did skip over one thing, though. Completely. What? Mr. Mignon. Oh, the 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 guy she lived with but wasn't a lover or anything? The guy Just the dude she the hung out she sat with. Sat on. Sat, sat on. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we did skip over that, but she sat for him because the, he's a painter, not uh, sat on. The other thing, though, uh, the kid that was helping them, you know, when they're convincing them to mm-hmm. give the address... Um, you've seen the movie Kids, right? Yeah, he's like the main kid in that. Oh, uh, yeah, you're talking about the one with the uh, inappropriate sexual conduct by young minors. Yes, kids. Yes. I have not watched that. You haven't? I know about it though. Never mind then. No, nah, probably because I just what didn't want to see that kind of crap at the time. Um, um, maybe we'll do it just so that you know. I understand it's a poignancy. I understand why it's important, but I never, never. I, I try to watch things that I'm interested in. Okay. It's important because it's the only time you'll ever see a kid drink Kool-Aid off of a tampon. I'll just say that. That is that is not that important. But let me let me say I, I've got my first one here. Uh, for me, um, 
a term you see in a lot of uh, romantic comedies. It's called a meet cute. A meet cute is a thing where two people meet in a cute way. And the meet cute with the gloves. I thought that was a nice opening to the movie that brought the characters in rather quickly and gave us that really witty repartee that they talked about in the uh, um, in this movie. So, yeah. um, pretty good. And the story they came up with together. Yeah, I think the that like it was it. it I, I like that. I like that meet cute. That's one of my favorite things. Are you ready? I'm ready. That was a good one. I mentioned this earlier, and I've said it about other movies. The setting. You give me New York holiday time. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. He's in. He's Love in. It. Um, you know, I can only think that if I took you on a date in New York, got you a horse carriage ride, took you some ice skating, some serendipity, maybe Delmonico's. Nope, never going to happen. Um, you'd be like all in. He'd be I all just... in. He says no. But the moment he sees it, he's going to be like, I got to go. All right. I am still to this day not comfortable with being your same sex crush. But whatever. No, what, whatever. Yours is, I mean, just because you, about whatever. Anyways, I am not I got your it. fantasy. <laughs> my... <laughs> oh. I got the next one. Okay. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Anyways, um, Lars. That's my next one. Really? While I think he's a douchebag, the character himself, he makes it easy for you not to like him. So that's kind of why I like it. It makes it convenient so that we don't have to think she has an attachment. Um, that's why I think this, it's funny, is I think this really, the, this movie is written from that male point of view that way, though. Yeah. It, like, like it's Jonathan Traeger's story more than hers. So, so it makes it easy to give her something that's easy to detach from. It's kind of nice. And that's why I think he's a nice, convenient character. Not that he's an exceptional actor at it, although I do like the how he's jamming with whatever that instrument he is playing. It looks like a, uh, a tenor sax. What uh, is straight it? Straight sax, uh, you Shania? know. And just, I think. Yeah, Shania. Shania, yeah. Whatever the frick it is. I mean, the he's sitting there jamming off to it. And, you know. <laughs> Whose boots have your bed been? Whose bed have your boots been under? That's a good song. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, and I love this movie. Very said that. So many things about it. But the one thing I got to say, as far as one of my favorite things, was just finding out last year that I didn't realize serendipity actually existed, that it was a real place. You didn't know that? I didn't. I just, I mean, I thought it was like, they named it that because that's what the movie is. And, you know, it was like a made up oh. place, coffee shop, whatever. I did not know it really existed until our neighbors told us that they go there every year. I'm like, holy shit. Are you kidding me? Like I freaked out. So that's one of my favorite things now yeah. finding out that I can actually go there and get that sugary treat. Well, I have been to the version they created in Vegas. Okay. I went to that one. So I knew it was real. You know? So. Yeah, they get they have something called the um, Empire State, uh, ta uh, Empire State Building. Um, uh, it's where they take uh, onion rings and they stack them really high. Yeah, and they put them on a long thing and you eat that. Um, they ha also had a thing when I went there. This has been a while, so I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have something called the treasure chest, where it's this treasure chest you open up and has all these different types of ice cream scoops in there, and the treasure chest is made of chocolate and. All this, it's really expensive. I never got it, but 
I thought about it with, I thought maybe me and the kid should have gone. But the problem is when me and the kid went, we went with your mother-in-law. So your mother didn't do that. Our mother-in-law. Don't you say that out loud. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah, I've been to one and I, but I didn't do the hot chocolate thing. I should have done that. You know, should have. Didn't know that was the thing. Didn't know. I didn't. That's what I didn't know. I didn't know that's what they were famous for then. So anyways, I got one for you. I got one for you. Now, this is actually just one moment in the film, but it's the moment he opens the gift he got from Hallie. Yeah. That because the that's a good bit of acting. The feeling he got and how he looked, how he had this look of how much he loved Hallie at the same time. How. Like he had that, he just had that look like, oh my God, oh no. But at the same like, time, he had this aff- affirmative. You just, just had the sealed, right look. He had this you just sealed look. your own fate by giving me this gift. But he also looked like he was madly in love with her at the same time. Like, thank you, you know? But I have to destroy you. Mixed emotion. But I have to destroy you. That's, oh yes, yes. Are you ready for your generic? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, now you had already mentioned the glove toss to the ice rink landing on him. Yes. I actually, for my generic, I got to go back to the beginning, the bag toss. Yeah. <laughs> between elevators. You're watching how oh, far yeah. apart those elevators are. That little tiny lightweight bag with one glove in it, that ain't that ain't happening. She ain't making that throw. That is falling flat. They put a roll of quarters in there. It's not landing. <laughs> It's not landing over there. No, you can't chuck a little bag like that that far. It's not going to happen. Physics does not maybe, allow it. Maybe the certs were in there. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Okay. I got that's you. My, that's my generic. All right, here you go. I've got one for you. You'll love this one. <laughs> the premise of the movie, fate. I hate the premise of everything being determined by these random events that have to culminate in the one thing i just not a big fan of that um i i hate that type of thinking so yeah i know it's not really it wouldn't have a movie without it but you know hey you cut off so whatever i just you just cut out what was that you just cut out you just cut out that's because i because i cleared my throat asshole oh you you muted yourself oh um you didn't realize myself do you do realize that random happenings and acts of fate are why we're doing this podcast? True. And why you're about to see my dick. That's not fate. <laughs> That's, a choice. No. That's a choice. That's a choice, Neo. That's a choice. Neo's choice, Neo. Keep the matrix. Choice, in your Neo. Oh, yeah. So no, but yeah, just the, the I'm just not a big fan of when things are, you know, I like another, but here's the thing. I like this movie. And I also like another movie that has similar uh, fate principle to it that I think we should do called Only You with Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei. But they both have the El Destino or fate, you know, that her her name is fate, I think, in the movie or something like that of uh, Only You. So so that's why it's really it just bothers me. Let's put it that way. That like I hate it how that has to be the contrivance of, of movies. I mean, I don't know. Watch Before Sunrise. That's a great romantic movie where there's no fate. There you go. Anyways, so I got facts. Um, All right. 
Give me some uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one even though we talked about one piece of it. Serendipity, the movie, has a strong association with this with the New York City restaurant of the same name. In the film, Sarah and Jonathan drink the restaurant's famous frozen hot chocolate while discussing fate. After the release of the film, the restaurant saw an increase in visitors. You can even request to sit at the star table where Cusack and Beckinsale sat. But Serendipity 3 has been a cultural cultural instruction since it opened in 1954. Everyone from Andy Warhol to Salvador Dali has dined there. Warhol even has a table decorated dedicated to him two other films shot at the restaurant are 1996 one fine day which i mentioned the other one was 2006's trust the man but the one fine day is really good because it has uh michelle pfeiffer of course right right of course and uh george clooney Uh, i love that movie that's a great movie um okay so uh in 19 or 19 1916 is what i was about to say uh in 2016 um beckinsale told bustle how it's her male fans who most often gush at her about serendipity. What's funny about that movie is that if people come up to me in the street or at the store and say, my favorite movie is, and they say serendipity nine times out of 10, it's a man. She said, I find it really amazing considering I've done so many movies considered a guy movie. All the machine guns I've fired, the boys like serendipity better. Like, I mean, the whole Underworld thing, which I think is a better movie than this, but Underworld, the original, the first one. Anyways, during the filming of this movie in New York City, the following note was posted on a production trailer. Yes, we are filming a movie. It is called Serendipity. It stars John Cusack and some girl from Britain that you wouldn't know, even if we told you her name. We will be shooting tonight until mid-morning. Please don't ask the crew any questions, even if they don't look like they are working, they are thinking. That's a note that they had on one of their trailers. That's awesome. (laughs) At the time, she wasn't well-known, so that makes sense. All right. All right, Jonathan tells Sarah that he can make out the Constellation Cassiopeia. Okay, we already talked about that. That was the the sure thing. Um, Oh, here you go. Last fact I've got. Jennifer Aniston turned down the lead role. The director explained, I distinctly remember Jennifer Aniston coming in to meet us. I remember when she came in, she said, I do a romantic comedy once a week, her being on Friends at the time. So she clearly had other things on her plate, and it was her decision not to do it. She came in, she came in good faith without an offer, but we definitely would have made her an offer if she wanted to make it. That is the facts, Jack. The facts. So you almost could have had a little bit of a Friends thing there. Would you think it would have been better? I don't know that it would have been better. I don't think it would have been. I don't think her no. character, the way she acts, would have been good for that role. I don't know. I think it would have been um, different. More it of an Amy Adams type would have been better. Like that's what I see there. Um, or uh, what's the girl, Roller Girl in Boogie Nights? Um, what's her name? The one in uh, Spy Who Shagged Me, the second um, one, Heather Graham. Uh, she'd have been good in that. Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. She, I could see her doing that. So, are you ready to rate this thing up? Are you ready? I think Heather Graham would have been good for Hallie's character too. You know, you're right. That 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 would be a good recast. If we Heather, were recasting this movie, I guess. Heather Graham saying she's gonna stay up and wait for you and pretend we just had a big fight. Oh gosh. <laughs> if she had those uh, roller skates on for right. boogie nights and those outfits. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> how fucking, can you how could you not have that wedding? How could don't you fucking not? come in me? <laughs> 
that's a movie we got to do, but at a different time. Different time, yeah. <laughs> are you are you ready for this? I'm ready. You want me to go first? You can go ahead. All right, because I know your take is probably stronger than mine, so I'll I'm sure I'll give is. my uh, version of the truth. Um, I am a John Cusack fan. I would say I like his movies in general. I can watch pretty much any one of them. I love rom coms. I'm a I'm dig on Kate Beckinsale as well. I really like the Underworld movies. She's pretty good in that. Her in tight leather running around shooting machine guns, like she said, it's a guy movie thing. I mean, I can see why she would think guys would think that would be the favorite. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't enjoy is magical fate BS. I'm not a big wow. fan of magical stuff. Um, I like some of the near misses in this movie, like where they nearly see each other type of thing. I like the search. I like the the drive towards you know, connecting. I like the chemistry they had. I personally thought Hallie deserved better though. And because of how she got treated in this movie, I gave this movie 16.5 cans. Okay. Because Hallie got treated bad. 16.5. Yes. Okay. It could have been higher. So if, if he had stayed with Hallie, it would, you'd like it better. No, it would still be (laughs) 16.5 cans, but, but, but because I, oddly enough, in order to make this movie, you had to fuck her over, and that's why it's sixteen point five cans. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anywho, so for me, um, I gotta say, what um, as far as the fate thing, and yes, it is far fetched, and it's so many near misses and all that. But at the same time, it's one of those if you just want to be entertained and go for the ride. Now, this is why I think it's funny that you knock it for that. And yet you'll defend Fast and Furious movies till the death that are so fucking unbelievable and so much bullshit that can't possibly ever fucking happen. But you're like, you just got to go for the ride, accept it for what it is and let it take you on a ride. But you don't want to do that with this. You're mad that he didn't let Bridget Moynihan take him for a ride. That's what you're pissed about. I get it. But I don't look at it that way. Like you said, it's got really everything. It's, you know, for me, it's Christmas movie, rom-com. Great cast. John uh, John Cusack. Love him. Love everybody in the movie. Everything about it. I give it 19 cans. So we are at 17, wow. 17.75. All right. That's, um, that means it's a good movie. Anything above 13 or 14 means it's better than average, in my opinion. So where, where does it put it at? 17.75, like I just fucking said. I meant, like, what's right <laughs> above it? Trading places. He has a hard time reading people. I'm trading sorry. places. No, it's fuck you. Trading places is seventeen point six two five, right below it. Oh fuck! This is not as good as trading places. Well, apparently it is. Uh, Clueless is seventeen point two five. So there you go. That's right it's, below. What's right it's above? Right it? above Clueless. What's right above it? Um, we're at seventeen point seven five. Let's see. We got a eighteens here. Election is eighteen point three seven five. Benny That's and June a better is, movie than this. Benny so, yeah. and June is 17.75. So, Ooh, I think Benny and June's a slightly better movie than this. Well, that's just not my opinion. Not today, motherfucker. I say that, but I, I don't even remember what I gave it. Um. <laughs> Benny and June, you gave 17 and a half. You know, 
Yeah, I scored a higher. Yeah, as I should have. You, you gave go. it even higher than me, though, didn't you? 18. Yeah, so, eh, eh I fucked it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, um, anything you want to tell everybody out there? Thank you for listening. Appreciate it as always. Check us out. Go to the website. Leave some comments. Let us know any movies you would like us to do. Buy some of our shit. It's just in time for the holidays. Great stocking stuffers. Yeah, it is. It is. Buy some shit. And uh, until the next time, um, you know, it's fate. Just here's what you do. You, you you follow us and you subscribe to us and I and fate will bring our next episode to your inbox. I promise. Follow us, but do not cross the yellow line. <laughs>